Hello and welcome to the Lost Art Podcast. I'm Gar and I'm here with Helmet. How are you doing? And this week we're going to look at some of your submissions. Submit to us. Yeah, we hit random on the playlist again and took the ones that we already done out, obviously. Yep. And uh, these were the eight that came up random. The new eight new ones that came up random. It's a weird little mix, actually. The whole thing is. Yeah. It's actually good. We found some good stuff. And there's some stuff I hadn't heard. Even me. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> ooh. Um, so, uh, as normal, these podcasts are not as long as the usual ones. We no. just kind of blitz through them. And once our... again, we are not going to review the songs. We're not, no. We're not, we're not uh, no. capable. We're not uh, charged with doing stuff like that. But we will talk about whether we like them or not. Also, do us a favor. If you are, if you're in a band, like... It was a solid. Again, we're not reviewing these songs. Don't submit your own music. It's a bit weird. I don't know how to do that. I'm going to do it anyway. I know. I know they're going to, but it's just a bit. <laughs> I, I, I don't know whether. I don't know if we should be reviewing bands like this. Well, I, we're, I mean, not, we're not reviewing, so we're just going to talk about the songs that people want us to talk about. And that's all we're doing. That's all we're doing. Okay, so here's the first on the list. First one is a song added by Michael called uh, Jellyfish, The King is Half Undressed. Yeah. This is a great song. It's a really, really good song. It's from a. Uh, the album Belly Button from 1990. I, this song is really familiar to me. It's one of those 90 songs that I didn't know the name of, but when I started playing, I was like, oh, I know this song. Yeah, I'd heard it before. So I'm really glad that you posted it. it, so now I know the name of it, because it is it is very, very good. It's it's super poppy, but it's also very grungy, but not in the way... Yeah, it's like, somewhere in between. It's like a power pop. Power poppy yeah. kind of, but not in the way Feel For It would be. Because this is... um, It's a really upbeat song in a minor key. It has a mm. really weird sort of feel to it. And uh, there's a lot of kind of little semitone changes. The uh, the vocals are fantastic. Yeah, I just love yeah. the voice. It's 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 very ninety sounding. I'll give it that. Yeah, um, which is obviously it's when it's fucking from. But yeah. uh, this sounds like it could be on like a TV show or something. Yeah, from the mid nineties. They're kind um, of a, they're kind of a grittier Gene loves Jezebel. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I've done a little bit of research. So they formed in nineteen eighty nine, and. Uh, I think they've done two albums. They've done one album, then they kind of disintegrated, and then they got back together again, made another album. Um, in, I think, just after they made their second album, or before they made their second album, they were invited to write songs with Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys. Exactly. And apparently they spent like eight hours in a room with Brian Wilson, and uh, they, <laughs> they just had enough. <laughs> <laughs> nothing happened, and uh, nothing happened from that that session I don't think anything was written I don't think anything progressed it, yeah. it was just a waste of everybody's time and they knocked it on the head I think that the band just disintegrated and they all went about their business and I think the singer became a producer I think he still plays the odd time with a few bands I just love um, I love the, the the writing of this song the, mm. uh, the vocal melodies are so well written into the song I just love the little kind of slight changes in the semitones mm. just that kind of little subtle it's kind of dark enough but it is still very, very poppy. Yeah. It's a really, really nice balance. Yeah. Now, I, I just, as soon as I put a little bit of nostalgia came back, I was like, oh, yeah. I've heard this song and I never knew the name of it. probably got Radio Player. It was oh, on yeah. MTV or something when we were kids, I never so. knew the name of it, but now I do. So thank you for that. Thank it's you. It's called The King is Half Undressed. Sounds like a riff of uh, The Emperor's New Clothes. Mm. Could be wrong with that. Don't know. Yeah. Right. Next one Into is JJ72, Coming Home. I think this is their possibly last single ever before they split. Maybe. Um, this is sent in by Liam. Mm. This is from 2005. Now, I'm not a JJ72 fan. I'm not going to lie to you. I think that they are... He, your man, Mark Greeny, I think, is one of the main songwriters. Or if not, they write good songs. Yeah. I just don't like his voice. 
I never will. I never, never have, and I don't think I ever will. Although Why it's very. I want it snow. It's more like snow. Well, they, they formed in Belvedere College. I was, you know, I knew you were going to say that. You're a big fan of Belvedere. And Jack our blood. Uh, <laughs> Jack our blood. They <laughs> stop. They uh, yeah formed in in Belvedere College in 1996, and the name comes from. Did you read where the name came from? I used to know it, but I don't know anymore. So there's a, apparently a window in Belvedere College that is made out of uh, 72 jam jars. Of course there is. So JJ72. Jam jar 72. Jam jars, 72 jam jars is mm. where it comes from. So well, we're not going to be classist here, okay? Mm. Um, like I said, I swear to God, you know I'd love an instrumental uh, JJ72 album? I don't mind them. I remember when that song came out and... Uh, uh, like the big song is October Swimmer, I think is the big song. That was, yeah. That was, well, uh, that was the first single. That was the first single. But that's the one that kind of made everybody take notice. Yeah. But I remember like the first couple of singles coming out and I was interested because they were Irish, you know, when they were Dublin in particular. So anytime they, had, they get, had it, it. They had oh, they it. had, they, they were, had it, to be fair. But I can't remember. I just, it's the same. I, I, I tried, man. I tried. Yeah. I really tried. But I, I, it's, sometimes you just have to go. It's not for me. But I don't remember a band before them in that era that done well that had that amount of like airplay and weight behind them like when they came out it was like like all of Ireland I don't know about England or Europe or whatever but it felt like there was a massive push towards yeah, probably the, the thing before it would have been maybe Curb Dog maybe but they, even then they were bigger in, in England than they yeah. were here um, like these these chaps would have been supporting Muse and all they oh, yeah. loads of yeah, big things Japanese tours and all sorts of shit yeah. so the first uh their first bassist was, uh, well, not even their first bass, first famous bassist when they made it was a girl called Hillary. Hillary, yeah, Hillary Woods, yeah. She uh, left and they brought in another girl called Sarah Fox. Sarah Fox. Which is, uh, she ended up playing the band called Luther that we know. We know Luther, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jerry Owens' band after Skin Dive. Yeah. So. They had members of, from, throw that out there, Primed, yeah, yeah. Sky Jack and Ice Closed. Yeah. So we know. All them. A lot of the lads from those, that band. Well, I, um, I always felt when, when Hillary left and they brought Sarah in, I always felt there was a, they were sticking to like this kind of formulaic gimmick of the, the hot female bassist. I, I remember when, when Hillary left and everybody was like, oh, Hillary's have to leave. And, and I think she, Hillary released a couple of, an album or two of her own afterwards. She released uh, an album last year. That's Did actually she? quite good. It's called uh, Cult. Check Cult, that's right. Yeah. It's kind of atmospheric. He's yeah. a little bits of piano and stuff. I actually really like it. But uh, like Sarah, I, I don't remember the band after Sarah joins because I, I would have only, being paying attention when Hillary was around. But I remember when they replaced their hot female bassist with a hot female bassist. I remember going, oh, I don't know about this. Are they just like an angstier ash? Maybe. But that was the same bassist from Get-Go, wasn't it? I don't know. Wasn't it? I think it was. I'm pretty sure it was the same person. Uh, no, I just mean in terms of like... The, quite the, possibly. Yeah. Well, Ash might have actually been the, the proto JJ72 also. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. That's, um, that's the words I was trying to come up with. Uh, the singer Mark is now the head of education at BIM... The British Institute of Music, um, which is actually here in Ireland. It's 10 it's seconds away from where we are right now. Road, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's the head of uh, education there. The last thing I could find that Mark Graney did was uh, he sang with Crown and the Irish Band on a cover of Something's Gotta Hold My Heart. That can. I uh, love that song. Everything to do with that sentence can just is a no for me. Well, the vo- Crown and vocals are great. Very Tom Jonesy for what would have been Mark Ammon's bit. And then obviously Mark will do. Gene Pitney's bit and he goes full have you ever met that band? band? no Crowning? no we'll tell you later no we can't do that now <laughs> can't do this on the podcast we told you that's the real, one of the rules no I ain't doing it tell you later <laughs> uh, so the next one is Justin Warfield and the song is called Fisherman's Grotto 
from 93. This was yeah. sent in by uh, Record Store Girl, Record Store Girl, who I know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what the gas thing is? I know two of Justin Warfield's bands. Mm. I know She Wants Revenge. Yep. They've got, got the dark wave. two piece thing, rock, isn't it? Yeah. And I also know One Inch Punch from yep. the, uh, the soundtrack for Romeo and Julia. They did a pretty piece of flesh. And I knew that he had done rap, but I never went to listen to it. Yeah. And uh, I was suitably impressed. It's super. It's really good. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. the whole album is really kind of. It's very. It's very. Uh, it's very enough. This. Uh, this. This from uh, my field trip to Planet Nine. Is yeah, nineteen ninety three. Yeah. Because I never. I, I was afraid. I was. Like, you know. what? I, know. I was afraid to to dip into. Let's not. I knew he was. I knew yeah. he was did rap, and I was like. Yeah. How, how can someone go from rap to, to goth and if the goth stuff is kind of good the rap's not going to be he's, he does stuff all over the fucking shop um, he kind of if you think about it he's almost like a latter iced tea because he went from hmm? uh, what are the what are like that's kind of it's kind of a huge leap to go from this kind of trippy almost psychedelic yeah. to uh, in, almost slightly industrially grungy hip hop yeah. trip hop and then on to very gothy music like that this song is particularly 90s like when, when so 90s samples were like when they were using massive samples not yeah. just snares and little string pieces like this is yeah. full sections of songs cut to shy and placed together like a la like Cypress Hill or, or House yeah. Pain or something but I didn't know this was 1993 when I listened to it I, I assumed this was like mid 2000s or something oh, right. and I was like Jesus Christ this is mad throwback hip hop and then I actually went looking at it. I was like, 1990 fucking three. Yeah. Um, he has quite a, I found a, his flow sounded to me a little bit. Now, you'd know more, way more hip hop than me. It sounded a little bit LL Cool J. Yeah, it is, yeah. Very much. Yeah. Full, full sentences. I love that. Yeah. That's exactly. That but was, it's not, weirdly not cheesy. Oh, there's a, bit, a few bits of cheesy. Of course there is. Of course there is. Trying, trying to feel a fucking form in a song but with there's words. A, there's or, a few things going on in that album. Like mm-hmm. when I went to listen to it and I was like. I haven't listened to the full album yet. I will because I like that. There's a lot, lot of different stuff going on there. Did you, did you read like his heritage? It's fucking insane. No. African American, Jewish, Russian, Romanian is his heritage. That's a fucking mixed bag there. And he's got a name. Justin Warfield. It sounds like he's from the Wolf Towns. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Aren't there second name Warfield? I don't. It is, yeah. Derek Warfield. <coughs> I don't know. Um, he... My Wolf Towns are, are, are one, of the, one of the Irish... I just can't say it. <laughs> so he guested on a placebo song called Spite and Malice. That's right, yeah. And he um, he does a lot of remix work. The one Inch Punch did all the remixes for yeah. Placebo and Depeche yeah. Mode and stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, he apparently personally has over, overseen remixing of Confide in Me by Kylie. Oh, yeah, killer. That was, I picked that for yeah. pop, pop songs, didn't I? And uh, Butterfly by Crazy Town. So <laughs> both, right. both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. I also, was actually only listening to Spite and Malice the other day and I didn't know that was him. Didn't know that was him. Until... Now you've just said it. Um, Literally, sl- I was slagging the album going, do you know Do you know what would be a great podcast to do when you're not expecting someone to go into a, like, a rap part of a song? Mm. Remember I said this before, unexpected we rap parts. Before, yeah, unexpected and rap. Malice would have been there. I did not know that was him. Yeah. Uh, fun fact before we move on, uh, Justin Warfield was an extra in a load of episodes of Save by the Bell. Get out of it. Yeah, he was in loads of Save by the Bell as an extra. He was in the fucking, the Max hanging out, eating burgers and shakes. Wow. Having the crack with the gang. Slater and the, stra- and the boys. Isn't he a strange and varied character? That's um, mental. Mental. There's another strange and varied character now coming up in, in a if podcast. Ever I, if ever I find a got that's mildly racist, I remind him. Bang that out. Yeah. No, I remind him that uh, Justin Warfield's black fella. Yeah. Like, from She Wants Revenge. Yeah. Not are, only are, black. Are you, are you sure? Jewish, Russian, Romanian yeah. black. Love banging that out there. Yeah. 
have all them words. I know a couple of guts who question <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> fucking questionable. <laughs> right, next is Max Jury, Beg and Crawl. 2016. This is out of David. Yeah, this, I'm going to be honest with you. It doesn't, it's I like the, I liked it a lot. Yeah. He's from uh, Des Moines in Iowa, which yeah. is the same city as Slipknot. Yeah. And he couldn't be further from Slipknot. Could not be. He lives in Paris now. Does he? Yeah, he lives in France. Man, i got to be honest with you. Because I love when people throw everything at a pop song. Everything. So there's piano, organ... And uh, I think the vocal melody, and I think his voice is great. See, I, I don't, uh, no, I don't dislike I, it. I just, I have heard Gil- Gilbert O'Sullivan before. Do you know I what absolutely, I mean? Absolutely, no, like, no. And to be honest with you, it took me maybe two listens to it before I went, oh no, actually, I that's... I absolutely did not listen to that choice. Did you not? No, no, I did you. No. Um, I don't think there's a song on this I've listened to. The reason is, it's a bled in from JJ72, and I was like, I thought it was playing the next song from JJ72, mm. and I was like, ping plong plong Oh shit, JJ72 just got a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they just moved up in the world. And, uh, and I actually, um, no, sorry, it was Justin Warfield. It was, it was after that one. Yeah. Mm. I still thought it was going back to more JJ72. And um, I, I really liked it. It's, it's, it's a really strong song. It's just the more f- you listen to it. It's. Uh, he's got, the kid's got talent. Yeah, he's actually. He's not that super popular, is he? No, he's, he fa- you know what he's famous for? Kendrick Lamar. His producer, uh, he wrote, uh, Bitch Don't Bring Me Down. No, no, or, no, Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe. No, no, the producer is the same producer. No, co writer credits on it. Are you sure? Yeah, Are you sure the producer didn't. Co writing credits on Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe. That's a fantastic song by Kendrick yeah. Lamar. We're only doing a little uh, video on him there. Yeah, um, I think the, the, the producer on the albums was the same, but he, he has a co writing credit. Uh, Max Jury has a co-writing credit on Bitch Don't Kill My Boy. I can't imagine him saying that, but maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Not off that song, anyway. Beg and Crawl. It's fine. It could, it, could be, it could be just a guitar bit. I don't know. I thought it was a producer. But yeah, uh, who, I'm gonna, who's the next one? Number five. All right. Sean McGrath. Not to be confused with the death metal impaled and ghoul Sean McGrath. Mm. And uh, the song is called The Nihilist Rides Again. Nihilist, surely. I say Nihilist. It you can not, say what you want. It's, yeah. your, it's your podcast. And, uh, yeah, yeah, the Nihilist. Oh, yeah, I was saying Nihilist. Um, Fuck you, Lebowski. Yeah, listen, Patreons aren't paying enough for me to get elocution lessons. Um, <laughs> so this lad really likes horses. He does. And it sounds like it was recorded on a phone. <laughs> yeah, well, the production values aren't as high, maybe, as uh, yeah, well, this Max Jury to or, be fair, or JJ72. To be fair to Sean, it's it's him and a guitar. It sounds like a cowboy song in the style of, uh, like, Bob Dylan it's, mixed, mixed with... definitely Nick, an element Nick, of that. Nick Cave. Yeah, I'd like to hear this re-recorded in a, in a, a studio that he paid more than a fiver for. I'm not going to lie, wouldn't be my crack, even if it was recorded well. But listen, this is just... I tell you music what, is for. It's, I tell it's you, different. If, I'll give you an honest interpretation the first time I listened to it it brought me bollocks laughing at the lyrics I thought what the fuck's going on and then I've, I've actually I said earlier on I haven't listened to anything more than once I did listen to this two or three times and there there is actually some interesting lyrical kind of well that's the whole that's, that's, that's the uh, that's the first part of call about the song it's mm. mostly I say about the lyrics because I mean it's, it's kind of standardy guitar kind of stuff. Yeah. No, no offense. It also takes too long to kick in. It's about 45 seconds or 40 seconds before he starts singing. And, um, yeah, if you want, you want some production value. You want, Cut a, that you want a little organ on that or something, stick or something yeah. if you're going to be introduced. Cut that But listen, half. like I said, we're, we're, doing a, we're doing a review. We're doing, we're doing reviews. Yeah. Um, Thanks for adding that, uh, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> listen, it's perfectly fine. I like the name of it. Lyrically, there's some interesting stuff going on. I wouldn't open up with uh, I Never Smelled a Horse. I couldn't. 
get behind or something. I wouldn't open up the song talking about the smell of horses. I've never smelled a horse I couldn't get behind. Something like Is that. Is it called Luther? I'd like a kill a man. I, I can't remember. It's a sort of Bob Dylan it, feel it, to it. Interesting stuff in it. Um, I'd like to hear, I'd like to hear it re-recorded um, in a proper studio. Because the problem is that the vocals are way too loud, and no, Sean, man, get a patron. Get a patron going. The guitar is too clicky. You can hear the the, the pick scraping off the strings more. Than you can actually hear the guitar. But maybe noise. that's maybe that's the style of Bob Dylan. You're kind of folky. Maybe uh, Bra- we'll move on anyway. It down to Thanks for that. Bare bones. Yeah. What's next? Brian Eno. Brian Eno and, uh, and David Bourne. This album is phenomenal. This song is outrageous. This, the, but this album mm. is phenomenal. I only found this album. Oh, sorry, I I. I only heard about this album in around 2006 when it was. This is sorry. This was sent in by Kira. I'm really glad he did because I wanted to talk about this. I wanted to get Brian Eno in at some stage, and this is this is the perfect way to get him in. Um, the album "My Life in the Bush of Ghosts," I think is the name of it, and um, it got re-released in 2006, and that's when I first heard of it. It was a bit of a buzz about it. You know, all the reviews were just outrageous, and I was like, "Shit, right, I'll." Uh, I'll put that on the list, and I never went back to it until about three years ago. I was making a playlist of songs that I wanted to help me fall asleep to. That's in no way a disparaging comment about fucking Brian Eno. Just, I, that, that's a compliment, if anything. You won't be going to sleep to this. Not this one. But <laughs> yeah. I, so I put um, the Brian Eno song... Uh, oh, what's the fucking Brian Eno song? Ending. Isn't it ending? Yeah, an ending by Brian Eno. And I went, you know what? I don't listen to enough Brian Eno. So I went and dug into it and I found this album and I was like, that is bananas good. And yeah. that's your saying. It's, it's I just stole one of your it's sayings. Super. It's yeah. super. So good. So good. It's a. Uh, th- this would have been a huge influence on people like Kate Bush and stuff like that. And uh, even Pink Floyd came out and said, "You know, this is outrageously the, good." This sounds like it's so smooth. Like it's 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 the one. It's probably the funkiest song on the it's album. Just mad funky. It sounds it's, like, it's a, the, like it's, this song "Regiment" is the big, probably the biggest well known yeah, song off this yeah. album. But this just sounds like like a seventies cop show car chase type of yeah feel to it. And this was actually this was released after Brian Eno worked with Talking Heads, but it was recorded before. Really? But they had to spend oh. so long getting all the sample clearance. Yeah. Because there's so, there's so many samples on yeah. it. And it uses that like tape editing. There's so much kind of um, really forward thinking production gone yeah. into this. And it's really... What year was this made? 81. Doesn't sound it. Sounds way more modern. It absolutely does. The production, well, we we'll probably hear the remastered version. Because yeah. even the, then. The 2006 one I think was remastered. Um, it's, it's so weird. Like if you're bringing in... Talk about Brian Eno and David Bourne working together. It's going to have a world music feel yeah. to it, but it's also going to be really creepy and weird. Yeah. So it has that Middle Eastern kind of feel to it at times. Yeah. But it just sounds yeah. like it should be in a Martin Scorsese movie or something. It's yeah. got that real yeah. toy cut, yeah. but it's the funk, like the groove yeah. to it is outrageous. Check, check out the album My Life it, in the Bush. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's essentially yeah. instrumental bar some fucking squawking. Like, Samples. Yeah. Just it has don't, vocal don't, don't, don't expect David Bourne to be singing on all these songs. No. Yeah. No. Right. Next. Is Radiohead Man of War? Yeah, this is sent in by Wayne. Yeah. Now this is obviously 1996 or seven. Yes. But we only heard it in 2018, yeah. 19, 2018. When yeah. Okay, Not Okay came out. Yeah. Yeah, and you did a you did a video that the last time we did a video um, about Okay, Not Okay. Yeah, I brought this in was a copy the of lead, this was the kind of lead by this new version of the album single. It's almost like a, a, a new single. Yeah, even though it's okay years Computer. old. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's a great. I believe this was recorded. The, the first version of the song was recorded even way before OK Computer was recorded. And there, apparently there's three or four versions of it doing the rounds. It's Radiohead, so that's probably the three that we know about. Yeah. Um, so originally this was written as like a, an homage to a Bond theme. Um, and it was re-recorded for the movie The Avengers, not like fucking 
Marvel, the Avengers, but the the Hollywood remake of the British kind of spy. Oh yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. Fucking yeah. Apparently Woody. that's it. Doesn't have right Ralph Fiennes. Oh, I can't. He's probably he's probably in everything back then. Apparently um, that was absolute dog shit. It's just whatever the umbrellas and fucking yeah. bowler hats. That nonsense. Apparently that remake was. Was awesome. it um? What's her name? Pulp Fiction wasn't she in it? Uma Thurman. Oh, yeah, like, I can't sure Ray Fiennes was Ralph Fiennes. Ray Fiennes. Are they the same dude? No, they're brothers. I think. I think there's three of them. I think there's three Fiennes brothers. I'm one of them was sure. called Ray and Ralph. I think that's where I get confused. Well, there's one that, and they spell their names wrong. Yeah, it's, I don't, who and cares? And their dad's like the famous explorer. Ah, fucking um, yeah, Shackleton. Yeah, him. Shackleton. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, this, this, I think this version of it is the Avengers version of it. And a par- it wasn't included in the soundtrack for some reason, not properly. It was deleted. It does sound long. like a very radio Radiohead when they do a soundtrack song. It sounds like a very specific type of Radiohead mm. song. So I'll have that Spectre feel, and it'll have because he's a massive fan of Bond yeah. themes, uh, uh, Tom York and stuff like that. So. so apparently, what they done was it wasn't used in the Avengers, so they submitted it to uh, when they were, the Bond movie uh, Spectre was being made. Yeah, they submitted it. To fucking broccoli, your man who who owns broccoli, own broccoli, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who actually owns the the vegetable broccoli, who finances all the That's, Bond movies, yeah. and they turned it down because it wasn't written for that movie. So then they wrote Spectre, yes, which is yeah one of my favorite Radiohead songs, yeah. But then so, they, that didn't get accepted either, yeah. So it, it's a whole big cluster fuck, and the yeah. first time you ever heard it was on Okay Not Okay, that reissue and remaster. Yeah. That again, there's a there's a, a an album that did not need a remaster, but I'll take it anyway. Yeah, no, it's just another right. fifty quid for me to spend, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the strings you hear on this are from the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. They're it's very not just good, aren't they? they at the, are, at the old strings. Good at what they do. They didn't get just a lot of random people in. They if got you the can't Royal get the Budapest. You get the you get those lads. The fucking Royal Philharmonic and uh, for an unreleased song. Imagine how much money was spent in the production. Get the Royal Philharmonic in. Well, he probably did it for Spectre as well. He really wants to be on. Yeah, uh, we had a few Bob at that stage. Like, we're yeah. talking like this is post Benz. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? When they start, like they were big, but fuck me, lad. Like the Royal Philharmonic must be a couple of well is it, are they, was that not re-recorded for this recently no no really this one is the as far as I know the one that's on there is the the uh, Avengers version of it this could have they could have been to the record label and went give us, give us money for old strings and again the, the, their recording values have we need, always we need uh, money for new strings what for the guitar no for no, an like, entire strings actually. literally like and an we want the best of the best yeah and um, this is an insane song it's so good it's yeah, definitely good. the best new song included in okay not okay uh, the other one What's the other one people are going to be uh, Another one lost or fuck, start to nail lost on you or I can't remember it's okay um, it sounds a bit somewhere in between Pablo Huni and the Benz but this is most certainly would fit in very very well on the original version of OK Computer it's just it's got that vibe I'm actually sad it wasn't on the original version of it lyrically it's very interesting I'll bake you a cake made of all their oils there's some mad shit going on it's definitely He's talking crazy yeah, stuff. Exactly. That boy he's is crazy. <laughs> it's just insane. But he took a break from the old social anxiety songs and then he just went to bake a cake. Yeah. Yeah, just killing people and fucking eating them. Uh it's it's a great song. Like, my favourite off the, the new songs, and it's definitely the one that was most well received off the new songs included in that 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 um repackaged okay, not okay. Yeah. Uh, our last one is 
Wedding Present Dare from the album uh, Sea Monsters 1991. Mm. I've literally just forgot to write down who put this in, so we'll, uh, we'll mention that. It was you and that's it. listening. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's you. <laughs> that thing's amazing, man. Um, the Wedding Present are gone a very long time. Yeah. They're a band from Leeds. Um, they're clearly kind of like... 1985. 85? Oh, they're gone since then, yeah. Um, I'm not a big fan of your man's voice. I really can't really get to grips yeah, with sorry. it. But they are... He, he, your man is a fantastic songwriter. I can't think of his name right now. Um, the vo- the voice isn't for me. You can tell that they're influenced by the fall. Yeah, I have that written down as well. But you know, and the fall. But you know who they definitely influenced because if they're from Leeds, right, and Shed Seven are from York, yeah, that this genuinely this song Wedding Present it definitely sounds like a blueprint for Bully Boy by yeah. Shed Seven. Yeah. It has that feel to it. You can almost you can actually sing the chorus along to it. <laughs> a little bit you can sing Bully, side, Bully, Bully yeah. Boy a little bit so you can tell that that's kind of the influence on a lot of indie music yeah. but Shed 7 are a little bit different to the indie stuff so, yeah, as well so it's kind of more rock and roll this is like I think this is a quite a self-contained band from what I remember about knowing about them they have 20 past members yeah it's so just him it's just your man is the, it, the is the it singer, Brian something I can't remember yeah. I, had, I had it written down and scribbled it out because I think I spelled yeah. his name wrong and I never went back and done it properly yeah. so 20 past members um, the singer is the only original member it's, this is, it's his band. It's a really well-written song, but they, it's just a voice. It, it, my problem with this song is that the recording is garbage. The recording hurts me listening to it. It's mad, empty, and shelly. And, um, that's well, probably that, yeah. that's, that's where you get your fall influence, though, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. Well, they broke up and they reformed in 2004, and they're still going. Um, I have it written down as well, the elements of the Buzzcocks in the fall. I have, yeah. I have there as well. Um, it, it's, it's grand. British indie music does... We've been saying this for years, uh, as with everything. They're well, very dead around. They never. I don't think they ever followed any kind of trend. No, They're very. They no. stuck. They, they kind of seem like a band that have a solid, solid fan base, and they don't really want to mess. Well, the same with the fall. The, when, when fucking when Marky Smith died, and there was people I hadn't a clue like the fall coming out of fucking woodwork. So I'm sure the same thing will happen. When this gun dies, <laughs> God forbid. Touch all the wood. <laughs> Um, so, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's absolutely uh, 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 they have a massive fan base. So once the, again, the song is fine; it's grand. Yeah, it's British indie music. Um, the same at all. Uh, it's a, it's a little bit. It's just. a little bit more. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say typical indie. No, no. no. But it's, it's, a little bit. This out, is from before yeah, that. Yeah, well before that. So um, but it definitely influenced. They would have been the outliers of like the start of indie. Yeah. In in England, so that's why I mentioned like Shed Seven. Like, I really feel like Shed Seven listened to this band a lot. Quite possibly, probably went to the gigs. Yeah, well, they're only down. It's 20 minutes away. Yeah, there you go. So there you go. Um, thanks again for all your submissions. We'll do another one to try and get, make it through another 8 and M. Uh, those were ones. If we just ripped one of your favourite songs out, it's a tough show. Yeah, sorry about it. Don't put it up there. No. Um, but actually do. That Keep list is open. always open. The listener submission list is always open. The link to it is on our Facebook. So if you have a song, enter one song. Don't enter more. We will delete all your songs if you put more than one on. Don't be a prick. Um <laughs> Put one song on, and we will get around to it. We're not going to do these every week. This is every couple of weeks that we're going to yeah. do one of these. Um, as always, get us on patreon.com forward slash Lost Art Podcast. Give us a few quid so we can make more content for you. And we will talk to you again in a couple of weeks. Bye.